Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. Hi there. Today I want to talk to you about parenting kids that are in their late teens and just some things that I've found that really help as you start looking at transitioning kids into adulthood. Every state is a little bit different on how they do this. And I'm, I'm mostly talking about your, your kids that are neurodivergent, that have some mental health problems or emotional um, behavior problems, maybe ADHD, um, some developmental delays. It's, it's a whole different ball game of what you're gonna be looking at. But most of the kids that I work with that are in this age group are really full of anxiety. Um, they have all kinds of outrageous behaviors and they have all kinds of outrageous plans about what they're gonna do. Um, from anything from being a rap star to um, you name it. Like they have all kinds of ideas. I had one kid that's failing school in an alternative school and her plan for when she leaves home, which is only in a few months, uh, not leaves home, but, but graduates, is that she's gonna be a surgeon. You know, so so their their thought process of you know what they're going to do and how they're going to do it is a little bit skewed, you know, and so you're as a parent like you're trying to deal with this and you want to help get them set up in the best way possible, and that's not always super easy when you have kids that are all over the board on what they're going to do and um, and you're also just trying to keep them safe at home or maybe you're really looking forward to them leaving because it's so difficult. So I've helped a number of families with kids kind of in this in this phase and I've had my own experience with launching kids and some of them good and some of them not so great and I just want to share some of those experiences with you and and give you some ideas and things to think about. So every state is a little bit different as far as um, you know when kids turn 18 and the power of attorney and all of that that you have. So with your kids with really big developmental delays um, that's going to be more likely that you're going, they're going to be under your care for um, a lot longer. But even kids that have ADHD have a 30% delay from their peers. And so it's important to realize that, that they're going to need some external support for a longer amount of time than their peers. And where it's really difficult is when those kids at the same time, they're not, they're not, um, they're not dumb. They're, they're, they're very savvy usually and they're very smart about what age they are and what they want to do but and want to have the freedom to do but they may not have the cognitive um, reasoning not really ability but reasoning and impulse control to manage safely as a transition out these kids do not do well just out on their own once they are 18 or once they graduate from high school they need some extended support for a little bit longer so um, if you know anything about the teenage brain, you know that the, the executive functioning is hindered by the growth that's happening in their brain through the teen years, and boys are more delayed than girls, just your neurotypical kids. And so it's very common that kids need longer anyway for their brain to kind of come back together. That's where a trade school or college or some things like that can actually be really helpful because it gives them an extended amount of time with some support around them. But with your neurodivergent kids, you have an even greater delay. So they're not, the pieces of their brain have not come together. Their executive functioning still may be 
struggling, you know, with that. So the earlier you can start this process, I think that kids really start thinking about leaving home. Um, sometimes some kids, especially with attachment disorders by 13 or 14, they're talking like, you know, I'm out of here, you know, really soon. Um, they'll even talk about being emancipated, things like that. Um, so you really want to create language around that, right? That you want them to be on a good path. You're going to do everything you can to help them be on a good path. If their goal is that they want to leave home, let's go ahead and face that. Talk about it. Like, well, what what is the plan? Like, in our area where I where I come from, it's almost impossible, even with a root with a bunch of roommates, to find a place to live that's that's affordable for kids. So it's something to consider and not in a, you know, you're never going to be able to make it kind of way, but just sitting down with them and saying, okay, well, if that's your goal that you want to, you know, have these roommates and do this, like, let's talk about, you know, those roommates and the kinds of jobs that you guys have and, and start, you know, don't be afraid to look at that path with them. Um, that might not be the path that you want them to have, but just keep in mind that we're trying to help them to see that, that they need to be on a path and that they have this family support as they go forward in the path. Now with adopted kids, a lot of times, part of what comes with that is that they want to reconnect with their birth family or they want to find their birth family. So you want to make that part of your discussion as well. Like, um, I'd like to help you do that. I want to make sure that everybody's safe, that you're healthy enough to deal with that, that your, your bio parents are. So let's talk about whether that's safe. If they have Facebook and things like that, there's a really good chance they might already be making those connections. But the more that you can just address it up front and talk about it, the better. Are they ready for all of that? To be on their own, to um, to deal with birth family, to you know all of these things? Probably, probably not. And so just know that you're going to need to be that support around them as much as they will allow. But you kind of have to start early in their teen years of creating that conversation, right? Like we're not keeping you. It's not like oh yeah, well good luck with that, you know. But it's it's how, how can we help you do that? Like, what's that gonna look like? A lot of kids have this expectation that they can just do whatever they want when they're 18 and that you can't tell them what to do, but they still get to live at home. They still get to have your cell phone plan. They still get to have a vehicle covered by your insurance, um, paying, you're probably paying the gas, you know, all of those things, they want all of those things. And it looks like just entitlement but it's also just a lack of being able to plan and understand and responsibility. So um, I, it's a delicate balance. Like you don't want to make it so overwhelming that they don't want to move forward because I have kids that I work with that are like that. Like, I'll just stay here. I've got everything. My mom does my laundry. <laughs> the house is clean. I like this situation. Um, I'm going to stay here. And, and I know with my son, it was like, I'm going to stay and take care of you. It's um, like, no, no, thank you. I don't need that, you know? So um, so I want you to think about it in terms of, you know, how, how I can help you to transition into adulthood. In some places, there are really good transitional um, opportunities for kids. And so you, we, I look at that with a lot of families. Um, our, in Idaho, we have Idaho Job Corps and, and it's in almost every single state. In most states, it's run federally. And so kids can even go out of state um, to different job corps. They, they live there and they, they have a program that they need to finish. And so that's an opportunity that kids have. They can even get their GED if they're really struggling with the last you know, couple of years of high school. 
they can go to Job Corps, get their GED, they can be out of your house, but they still have a lot of things around them. And our Idaho Job Corps, I'm really impressed with that. They usually have a caseworker, they have somebody that's helping to manage their schedule. So it's basically like being on an IEP, um, an individual plan um, with the Job Corps. And um, I feel like that is a really good avenue for a lot of our kids. Um, but it may not be the avenue that you you want for your kids. They're going to learn some skills. Ours is tied into um, one of the universe or just one of the colleges, not a university. It's just a like a junior college in a way. And and the goal at the end of Job Corps is that they either have a career or they get they're on their path for more education or they go into the mil, to the military. So it's it's a really I'm I'm really impressed with that program and it's pretty much nationwide. So that's an, an that's what I'm talking about when we're looking at what that transition's gonna look like. And I think for our kids that have a lot of struggle getting their brains together, um, Job Corps I think goes to age 23 or 24. And so it's, it's a really good transition piece there. There are some very strict rules and the kids can get kicked out of Job Corps. And so it's good for parents to have a backup plan what they're gonna do if these kids don't finish this program. And the kids need to understand that it's their responsibility to finish this program because they're not gonna be able to just, you know, come back and just, you know, play video games at your house because they couldn't get a job and they couldn't finish Job Corps. So so you wanna, you wanna have some boundaries around it. It's not, um, we're gonna kick you out kind of language. You gotta be really careful about it, that, especially with your, your kids with attachment disorders. Um, but at the same time, it's it's having some pretty firm boundaries about what you will or will not have. And meanwhile, your job, you know, as they're in in high school and especially if they're getting part time jobs and things like that, is you're going to really for as long as you can, you want to take as much um, control over their finances and and things like that. So that doesn't mean just paying them. It means that you don't allow them to spend their money unless you've done budgeting with them and then they have to check with you about things that they buy. Remember that these kids do not have impulse control. They're gonna, they, they will buy whatever stuff comes to their mind and it doesn't have to make any sense. Even if they're out on their own, they're not gonna pay their bills first. They're not gonna pay their cell phone first. They're going to get their checks and then they're going to buy whatever it is that was first. Even if for months they were saying, they were gonna buy something else. It's very difficult for these kids to save money to do those kind of things. So you're going to want to just, you know, like I said, for as long as you can, you want to just word it around, like we wanna help you be on a good path. I want you to have some money when you're ready to make that transition. So I'm gonna help you with this and budget with them and, and all of that kind of stuff. Is it, and, and to other people and even to your child, it may seem really controlling um, it's not to control them, but it is to help monitor and to teach it and just keep thinking about, um, I, you know, I have a whole course on ADHD and how it affects the brain and the executive functioning. And this is a big executive functioning thing to be on a path, to have goals. Um, you have to lay that out for them and you have to really help them kind of step-by-step step, like, Hey, is this part of our plan? You know, this is, this is what we're doing. And there's, and just know um, that there's going to be things that derail it. The kids themselves can derail it. They can sabotage the plan. They can choose to drop out. They can choose to, um, you know, 
just sabotage their grades or not have any good grades in it. Um, they, they may, you know, hook up with somebody, you know, I mean, it's, there's all kinds of things that can derail it, but, but I want you to just kind of have that language around it. So as your kids enter into the teen years, their goal is to get to 18 um, and to, to be on their own. They think that 18 is this magic number. So really talk, I really don't talk about 18. I talk about when you're ready and I talk about um, graduating from high school. That's the first goal we want to get you. We, we want you to graduate from high school. And um, with your neurodivergent kids, like they're all over the place on grades. So I have some kids that are really good in school. They like the structure. They're doing really well. But you still really need to look at what that transition looks like and if they're really going to be able to do college because they, if they have an IEP or they're on a 504, they've had some help that they might not have when they um, are transitioning. So you want to make sure that you help with with that in wherever they go. I want to tell you about one of the universities and, and if you can find another one like this, that's great. I think there's only a, a few in the nation, but Montana Western has a, has a way that they do their education program that I wish uh, more of our kids had access to. So it is a block system. They, they boast um, about getting their kids through graduation um, in four years um, with their degree and sometimes with a secondary degree within the four years. And they do it on a, on a block system. So the kids are taking one class every like two and a half weeks. And it's, it's a lot to get through in a two and a half week period, but it's the only thing that they have that day. They do a lot of hands-on learning. So almost every class has some kind of hands-on component to it. Um, the kids go to class and then they have, you know, a lot of the kids have jobs. They're able to, 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 to get the extra help if they need it because the teacher that the professor that's teaching that class is only teaching that class for that time period. So, um, for example, one of my kiddos was there and um, really struggled in a class. She could take that class a couple of times that day if she needed extra help because that teacher was only teaching that class. So a school like that that has that, has that kind of a system is phenomenal for our kids. I wish that our kids in high school had that same kind of thing. I would just love to see what that does for some of our kids that their ability to focus on one thing like you may and this is the thing that's, that's also true it may be a really hard class and they may not like it and they may not understand why they have to take English or or math or something like that when they you know are going to go into forestry or you know something but they only have to take it for two and a half weeks and so it just is so powerful so if you can look for systems like that if you're um that that might be something that'd be really helpful if your kids are are going to go to college. Um, trade schools can sometimes be a really good option um, in our area. Um, my son did summer school every year starting I believe in eighth grade and so all through high school he was able to take the whole afternoon and do auto mechanics. So it was hands-on, he was out of the classroom, um, he got all of his really difficult um, core classes a lot of them done anything that was going to be difficult for him in the mainstream school with you know 30 kids um well maybe 23 we would do in summer school and then he would get it done in a shorter amount of time there was no homework pressure um they had tutoring 
Um, not every school district has that. We were just really, really fortunate that ours did. Some of it's gonna be online summer school and you're gonna have to see if your kids can handle that. A lot of kids cannot be self-directed. Most of the kids I work with cannot be self-directed. Even if they're smart enough, um, just being self-directed is really, really difficult. My son was not self-directed. This was all very directed through the school system. He had to qualify to go to the to go to summer school and um, and we did that every year right up to his senior year and kept him in school full time during the school year as well because the structure was really really necessary for him and and by the time he graduated he had a team of people around him helping him we did ex extracurricular things where he also had a team of adults that were around him so he um, did taekwondo and had people around him supporting him with that and it took a lot of pressure off of our relationship so that he had that support and the goal was to be on a good path now i'm going to just be honest with you that that um, the kids themselves can choose to go off of this path and there's not a lot you can do about it by the time that my son graduated from high school it was the year of covid so it was 2020 and he did not actually get to walk at graduation so his school year ended in March and once the school said that the grades would stay the same and the kids that were on target to graduate would go ahead and graduate he was done he was also 19 or almost 19 maybe he was 19 um, when he graduated I think he was 19 and um, so at that point he was like I don't have to do what you're saying because I set up structure and all of this, but his whole team went away and now it was just he and I. And so he said, I don't have to do this. Um, and he um, decided that, well, I, I helped him with this too. I said, you know, you were gonna go spend some time with your birth family. This might be the best time to do it, then come back because he was gonna go to Job Corps, um, which had also been shut down so he couldn't go. Like otherwise he could have just gone straight into to Job Corps. So he had this gap and during that gap, he kind of derailed Every, everything um, he lost but he also lost all of his support and so that was a big deal and um, and he stumbled around for about three years with just um, all kinds of things a homelessness uh, drug use you know different um, alcohol just kind of living on the streets um, he had several jobs so he could get a job but then he couldn't really keep the job and really really struggled but didn't have like an IEP team around him or anywhere that he was willing to look for support. It wasn't actually until the last the last year he started getting some support um, because of his situation. And that actually helped him to make better choices. Once he had support around him again, he was able to like reach out for help and stuff. So now he's, um, he's actually come back home for a while and he's on a different path. There's a, um, another program that he's doing a transitional program that teaches him life skills and teaches him um, uh, career skills and um, he has to do that every day from eight to four and um, that's kind of one of the requirements I'm I'm not afraid to have those requirements when kids are are living at home um, I don't it doesn't matter to me if you're living at home and someone's paying your rent and helping you with your food even if it's food stamps and you know a vehicle all of those things like you you're not you're not being a full-on adult so he has some autonomy but a lot of it is still very structured um, for a time and our goal is to transition 
you know, back into him living on his own, which may involve living in a group home. Um, I think after three years of trying to live on his own and, and not being able to, even with all of his good intentions, that there may just need to be some help there. And so I think just not being afraid that your kids may need that extra help can be really good. Get those evaluations done before they're 18 um, so you know what's going on and where they are um, cognitively and, and developmentally and just do your best, you know, to provide that support that you can provide. And, um, and don't be afraid to reach out to a parent coach or, or get some more help. We have a training program on ADHD, which talks a lot about the executive functioning and where their brains are at and the skills that they need in order to be able to function at a healthy level. And it doesn't matter what age they are. If they don't have those skills, um, it doesn't mean that they can never have them but they are going to need extended support for a longer period of time. So look us up at healthyfoundations.co and look at our parent courses that we have. We have tons of videos on, on YouTube. Reach out to for parent coaching if you need it. And um, we're happy to help. And just know that, that you're in a transition period and the goal is to get them to be able to, um, at least for you to know as a parent what you're going to do in their future and everybody's a little different some families know that the kids are going to be living you know with them or on their property or you know nearby and need that support i have other families that saw that their kids were you know good in science or math and got them into pharmaceutical um, program uh, some kids can do college if it's very you know um, designed for what they what's what their where their strengths are so um it just just don't look at it like a cutoff date right just look at it as you know what the requirements are and and what they need to do and it's it's baby steps and and helping them to you know like here's you it, it can be this or it can be this you can choose this or you can choose that and just really really plain and we have a lot of help to help you with that kind of language and thinking about it so um best wishes for you reach out if you need any help thanks Thanks for listening to The Parenting Bridge. Do you want to learn more about building a bridge to better behaviors? Pick up a copy of Dr. Michelle Alden's new book, Parenting Emotionally Distressed Kids. Or for more resources, you can click on the link for Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or a question for Dr. Alden, there's a link in the notes. We'll see you next time. And remember, things can always get better.